unmuting myself and getting this party started because it is seven o'clock on the dot, but I'm not in a drop top. I'm in my office for another episode of what? Murray's Law. Are y'all ready to get into it? Here we go. So welcome to episode 105 of the Own Your Genius podcast. I am your host, Attorney LaCanya Murray, and I'm bringing you weekly episodes of business law and mindset to help you do what? Own your genius. So here's the question that people want to know. What is genius? Why are you always talking about genius and owning genius? What are you talking about, LaCanya? And, and not only what are you talking about, why does it matter? So genius is this combination of your experiences and your education and not just like formal education through schooling, but what you're learning. So what you've learned throughout the years, what you've gone through, how you processed it and are not processed it, whatever you are doing right now, but it's the foundation of what makes you, you. And there's this thing going on. I don't want to call it a revolution. But there are so many people now that are starting businesses, like everyday regular people are choosing to take their genius and they choose to build businesses and grow brands, right? And so while they're doing that, they're actually creating intellectual property in that process. And that IP is what? A direct result of your genius. And that's what I want you to own. I want you to own it. I want you to protect it. I want you to develop it. And if you haven't caught on quite yet, I'm not just talking right now about intellectual property. I want you to do all that stuff with your intellectual property. I want you to own it, protect it, develop it. But I'm talking about you. You were wonderfully and beautifully made. And I want to encourage you to show up every day as your unique self. Baby, own that genius. That's what we're talking about when we say, own your genius. That's that's it. That's what we're talking about. That is it. And that is why it is important for you to own it, to show up as yourself. When you show up as yourself, you're able to create unique pockets, create unique brands, create unique content, create unique, just create, uniquely create. And that stuff is very valuable. And someone's waiting on you to show up too. Can I, can I just say that? Somebody's waiting on you to show up as you. So that's what I want you to do. Now, today is the second Monday of the month. Do you know what that means? It means what? Murray's Law, baby. Yes, this episode of the Only Genius podcast is recorded live and it's recorded from our free community, the Mark Legal community. So if you want to join us live next month, come on in the room, baby. Come on in the room. Join us. All you got to do is go to marklegal.com create a free account, and then show up when you get the email that says, hey, we in here every second Monday at 7 p.m. Central Time from 7 to 7.30. Listen, can we get into these contracts? Today's episode is going to talk about how to sign your contract as your business and some other things, but we talked about the benefits of having written contracts in your business in episode 101, right? So go back to episode 101 if you want to get a little, you know, inside scoop on why you need a written contract, if you're like, ah, I'm not convinced yet, this is not the episode for me to convince you to get on the written contract train. It is not. But you might you might pick up some nuggets here that make you say, hmm, attorney Murray may be onto something. And I may be. Chances are that I am. You'll catch up. 
oh my goodness, anti who. So tonight we're going to talk about, we're going to make sure that you know how to properly execute your contracts. We're going to discuss one, what does it mean to execute a contract? Two, why how you sign your contract matters. What? And three, we're going to get into like two, two things to look at before you actually execute your contract. But, 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 but before we get into the execution of things, can we get into some legal tea? Just a little, just a little bit of legal tea. So for those of you, this is your first time here, you knew, welcome. The legal tea is our segment where we discuss pop culture, but from a legal view. And tonight I have one word for you. You ready for that word? Yeezy. That's it. That's the word because that's all I've been hearing about for weeks. And I'm not talking about Kanye. I'm talking about the brand. Specifically, I'm talking about the Adidas shoe deal that he lost a few weeks ago because that's all everyone is talking about. So for years, I think since 2017, Adidas and Kanye have had this quote unquote collaboration. I'm calling it collaboration because essentially what it was was a licensing deal where Kanye, he has multiple trademarks, one of them is for Yeezy, and he licensed the use of that trademark to Adidas for them to use with shoes that they designed and manufactured. So Kanye owns the trademarks. Adidas went out and got patents for the shoes that they designed. So they own the intellectual property to that. And what that essentially means as it relates to this, what? This contract, because what are we talking about tonight? Contracts. Okay. It means that Kanye controls how, when, where his trademarks are used and specifically how it's used with the Adidas brand. And once Adidas terminated that contract, that meant that they could no longer use his Yeezy trademark because they no longer have permission. So a lot of people saying, well, what does that mean for the shoe brand? Keep in mind what we just said that Kanye owns the trademarks, Adidas owns the patents, which means depending on what the contract says, because this is what you get into with the contract, whether or not it, there's some type of non-compete or something like that in the clause that prevents him from using his trademarks for a certain amount of time as it relates to footwear, but doesn't say that, then he can take his trademark and license it out to another brand or keep it in-house and create his own brand if he chooses his own shoes. He already has the brand, so he can create his own products with that shoe. On the Adidas side, that means you can see these shoes that used to be branded Yeezys out here in the future, but they will have a new a new name unless there's something in the contract barring them from doing so. Because even once the contract is terminated, there are certain clauses that exist beyond the contract. So that's what's going on with Kanye. There's an article floating around now that I just saw before I logged on and that, let's see, there's an article from Fortune saying that Adidas could be responsible for paying Kanye royalties into 2023. And first of all, can I just say it's speculation. We don't know. We don't know because we're not party to the contract and the terms of that agreement are private. So we don't know. People are just out here saying the contract could say this and the contract could say that and it can do this and it do that. Blah, blah, blah. Talking about it. They're just speculating because I guess they don't have anything else to do. Um, who knows? Anywho, all the terms are private. 
So we don't know, but it could be possible because it is a licensing agreement and with licensing agreements, companies typically pay a fee, a royalty for products that were sold. And so I don't know when this last royalty payment was, but if they're not up to date, he could be owed royalty payments from shoes and merchandise that was sold since his last payment. Well, that's all I know about that. So don't ask me because I'm not privy to the contract. So everything is kind of up in the air right now. This episode of the Own Your Genius podcast is sponsored by the Genius Insider. The Genius Insider program provides its members with ongoing legal support through free consultations, free document review, free quarterly audits, and discounted legal services for less than $400 a month. To learn more, visit GeniusInsider.co. And we're going to drop that in the links. Tracy, welcome, Tracy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are getting into the nitty gritty of tonight's podcast. Tonight's episode of Murray's Law. And we didn't even talk about what Murray's Law is. So for people who are new, Murray's Law is our monthly live Q&A. And today we're talking about contracts. More importantly, we're talking about how to execute contracts because the execution of contracts, making sure it's done properly, is just as important as what's in the contract. So let's get into it. Let's get into this. So we talked about legal tea. We just talked about Kanye and this contract that he had with Adidas and how people are talking about it, but we don't know what the terms were. So a lot of it's speculation, but what we also talked about that is that licensing aspect of his contract, right? And it's really, honestly, licensing is where it's at. That's one of the great benefits of having a trademark is being able to earn money off a certain product or service that you don't have to actually offer yourself. Like, again, Adidas designed and manufactured those shoes. Kanye earned money from Adidas by saying, hey, you can use my name on that. That's what he did. That's the beauty of licensing, and that is a contract. So we we learned about some benefits of that. You can always listen to episode 101 to learn more about the benefits of written contracts. But today, we're going to talk about the execution. So what is execution? So execution of a contract is when two or more parties are entities. So parties as in individuals are entities as in businesses, because you can have businesses enter into agreements. They have agreed to act a certain way. And that agreement is signed by the parties and they are legally bound. So execution is when you have this agreement and you sign it and say, bam, I agree to do all of these things. All of these things are what I agree to. But why that matters, executing your contracts, we have a lot of people who form their businesses as a separate entity. So maybe they have a corporation or maybe it's not a separate entity, but they're not a sole proprietor. Maybe they're LLC, right? But when they go and sign contracts, they sign contracts as themselves. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I'm going to tell you why I'm saying mm-mm. The reason why you create this entity is so that you can limit your liability, whether you have an LLC or a corporation, you want to limit your liability so that you can keep your personal assets away from your business liabilities. Now, when you enter a business contract and you sign that contract as yourself, then you just bypass all of that. It doesn't matter that you're an LLC because your LLC didn't sign the contract. You did. You signed the contract. 
as yourself for your business. So what you want to do whenever you enter into a contract, a business contract, something that's related to your business, is you want to make sure that your business is party to the contract. That's a huge thing. You want to make sure that your business is party. When we talk about party, so now we're just kind of talking about technical terms, parties. At the beginning of the contract, you're going to say this contract was entered into by such and such and such and such. It can either have your name, Lacanya Murray, or it can have Murray Law Group LLC. At no point should it have your DBA, meaning sometimes you're a sole proprietor or maybe you're an LLC, but you do business as another name. You should never have that name in the contract by itself because it's not a thing. So you're either going to have your name, you can put your name doing business as or your business legal name doing business as, but you don't ever want to have just the, the DBA on there. But if you have a business and you have an LLC or a corporation, you want to put that as a party to the contract. And then when you get down to the bottom where you're signing it, you want to make sure that it has, again, your business name, your role. You can sign the contract. You have to sign the contract, right? Because you're one of the people that's like your responsibility is to, to enter into these contracts. But you want to make sure that you're signing in your official capacity, not your personal capacity. So you want to make sure that it has your business name, your position, whether it's owner, principal, partner, managing member, CEO, CFO, you know, ABC, you know, whatever your title position is, and then you sign it. That's what you want to do in order to help reduce the chances of you being sued in your personal capacity, because that's why we do all the things that we do. So we can keep those two things separate. Now, before you actually sign that contract, there's some things that I want you to look at. And we talked about one, we want to make sure that it's being signed in your official capacity. The other thing is I want you to look at your execution date. There are two dates. You have your execution date and you have your effective date. Your execution date is the date that the contract was signed. Your effective date is the date that the contract starts and it can be due to two different dates. You can sign a, a service contract on November 14th, and that's the day you execute it. But services don't begin until December 1st, so that's the effective date. That's when all the things in the contract become effective. So you want to make sure you have those two dates in mind. And another thing before you execute this contract is you want to make sure that you're signing the version that you agreed to. Because a lot of times there are, there's a lot of back and forth in the contract, a lot of redlining where you're saying, I don't agree to this. I want you to add this, this, that, blah, blah, blah. And they say, here's the contract. You know, a lot of times it's not being done in malice, but things can just happen. So you want to go over the contract again. You know, don't just assume because y'all been going back and forth all this time and they said, okay, we made the changes. You're like, okay, great. I'll sign it. And then don't reread the contract. You want to reread the contract to make sure that everything that you expected to be in the contract is in the contract. Everything you expected to be taken out of the contract has been taken out and nothing has been added. No, no little surprises because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the emails say 
between you two about what the agreement should be. It matters what's in the contract and what you signed. So do your due diligence and make sure that you actually sign and execute the agreement that you intended to execute. And that's it. That's what I wanted to talk about tonight. Like, do you be surprised at how many people, how many clients I have that enter contracts that, that attempt to enter contracts? They will they will send the contract over to me for review, especially my genius insiders who get free document review, free contract review. And their name is all up and down this contract when it should be their business. You're entering into this agreement as your business. And so you want to make sure that the name is spelled right. You don't want to use any nicknames. You don't want to use any DBAs. If you are a business, you want to make sure you have your full legal business name. And I keep saying legal business name because I'm referring to the name that you filed with the Secretary of State. So for instance, our legal name is Murray Law Group, LLC. But I wouldn't enter in a contract that says just Murray Law Group. I will put the party on notice that we do have limited liability, right? So are there any questions? If you have any questions, make sure that you head over to marklegal.com and drop them in the comments. So this Murray's Law was easy, breezy, simple, but I feel like we got a lot out of this, this episode. First of all, we learned that licensing agreements are bay. I mean, where else will you have the opportunity to earn money without doing work? Like, for real. Like, I don't know where they do that. Two, we learned that if you're going to enter into a contract as your business, please do so in your official capacity. Three, we learned that when it comes to this whole Yeezy, Kanye West, Adidas thing, this contract, no one knows. Everyone's speculating. And so until... There is an official lawsuit if there is, and there might not be because contracts have different clauses in there for dispute resolution, which means that sometimes you don't even have the opportunity to go to court because in your contract, you said, hey, if we have a disagreement, we're going to resolve it in this manner. We're going to do arbitration or this or that or this. And you have to do that. You have to at least start out that way. So who knows if we'll ever know, but maybe we'll know. We'll see. Till then, you know what to do. Let's take this conversation over to the Mark Legal community. I want you to share this episode with three people and have them meet you there. But you know what to do before you go. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and rate the podcast. Until next week, I want you to keep building your business, growing your brand, and owning your genius.